Amuna is our future. Tshuva on tshuva. Tshuva on the tshuva is a huge concept. And this is going to be the basis of our weekly Amuna class. We really welcome you here. And we're excited today to share this because it's so fundamental for where we are sitting right now, sitting in Chut Chesed, this wonderful institute from Rav Shalom Arush, someone who's one of the Rosh, the heads of Ballet Tshuva for our generation. And to be able to be here in this time, in this place, historically, with everything, with all the current events going down, it's a pretty, like, pumping news cycle already from the beginning of 2020. And the news is that in order to really get everything to a good, healthy place, we're going to have to do tshuva on the tshuva. That is the news, the big news, the biggest news there is. Personally, I explained in the first class on this series of Amunah's Our Future, it's the concept is guidance for Balit Tshuva, and my tongue-in-cheek is, and it's based on Siddiquim, is that everybody needs to be Balit Tshuva. That means everybody, everyone in the whole world, not just the Jewish people, everybody needs to on some level do Tshuva. <coughs> Excuse me. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is, you know, just hearing from Brene Brown again from Lewis House, one of the people I listen to podcast-wise, and they're talking about vulnerability, being real, facing your imperfections. And that's something which is a Jewish concept in all our Musa Svarim, Chassidish Svarim, and all the different Torahs. And especially now, in the time we're going into, with Shabbat Chazak, Shabbat Chazak, Pashas Ve'echi, Yaakov is Leibadik. The person here recording asked me if I could like bring the class into a bit more of a concise form. So we're going to do our best. I'm not feeling 100% well, I mentioned that last week. We should all pray for a healthy winter. Thank God it's raining, which in Eretz Yisrael means Shefa and Brocha means lots of divine abundance is coming into the world. But what does it mean when Rabbi Nachman says, Tshuva on the Tshuva and the Kutimaron, and it's holy safer? What does it mean? So for me, like I said already in the previous class, we spoke about being about Tshuva and the journey that I personally had, and we can go into a bit more. And there's also, thank God, like Rav Shalom Orish and his Garden of Muna series. What does it mean to do Tshuva on the Tshuva? This is something which is so fundamental to our generation because thank God there is an awe of tshuva, there is an awakening. Like we're in messianic times, you know, the Mashiach, the, Mashiach, the Messiah is not here. But um, maybe he is physically, maybe there's some sort of awakening going on. But in terms of his revelation, we don't see it right now. But we are in messianic biblical times. I just talked about every single prophecy, everything's happening. I'm not that kind of speaker to <coughs> start explaining how current events are, were, are like this and like that. That's not my job. <coughs> Excuse me. What I will focus on is this realness, this wholesomeness, this organic journey that all of us can do in a real, positive, happy. Yes, with simcha, with joy. As Rav Sholem says, one of the biggest keys to tshuva is simcha. Simcha we spoke about last week also. Anyone can go back. And we go into this man, this time of Shovavim, with the brochas of Yaakov, our, our father, before we go into this special time of Shmos, of being what's called in Egypt. We go back into that time, and we're able to establish a tremendous connection to what does it mean to be part 
of this journey in history, this 6,000 years. And this is a very important concept that, you know, I'm trying to live with on a daily level, that we are in the Ikvaz de Mashiach. We are in the time just before the Messiah comes. And it's called Erev Shabbos. So there's a special power of tshuva in the world before Shabbos every week and before the ultimate Yom Shakula Shabbos. There's a special light and awe, just like we talk about in our holy svarim and our holy texts, this ability to purify ourselves through mikvah, through, through tovaling. That was the eighth from the Baal Shem Tov that became so much pashet. Everyone, thank God nowadays, you can go anywhere in the world, thanks to Chabad and other organizations, even Satma, they set up mikvahs everywhere. So a person can physically purify themselves on a spiritual level and something personally which has been a big part of my journey. But then there's this, yes, very important to be happy, someone just wrote. And then there's this concept, not just of that, that's on our live feed, yeah, of mikvah, there's simcha. Simcha is a huge thing there. Rizal broke down, we spoke about that. And then there's tshuva. Tshuva is something which was relevant in the times of Adam Arishan, from the first man, he did tshuva on that Arab, first Arab Shabbos, that first day before Shabbat, where there was the first creation of man, and there was the, the challenge of the snake, and all the different accusers, and, that, and struggles of finding his path of tshuva and return. And he wrote the famous song that we say in Psalms, in Tehillim 92, of Mizmo Shiliyom Shabbos. And over there we see this power of tshuva. If you read the words carefully in English, whatever language it is that you relate to, and you see in those letters, Mizmo Shiliyom Shabbos, Psalm Tehillim 92, you see David Amalekh, who was also one of the, the heads of tshuva, and Reuven, the son of Yaakov, also we see in this week's Pasha, Rashid Oni. There's a power of tshuva going on right now in, in the fact spiritually we're in this time in, and physically and practically and even emotionally. There's a, there's a light, like I said before, of vulnerability, of being real, of not pretending to be like, you know, this perfect spiritual guru or rabbi and I'm going to like bless you all. No, seriously, I'm not going to, I'm not on that level. Thank God I'm connected to people who really are. But what I will do is be very, very raw and real about how hard it is to, to balance out the tshuva process. There's tremendous light that comes down that gives you a connection to transformation that's real and lasting. So, for example, what happens? It's like this. This is how I saw it, and this is how I see it many times for many people, that this light of tshuva, it's called in Kabbalistic Sfarim, Godless Rishon, this tremendous light comes down, Arizo explains, and we get this, like, crazy revelation of godliness, like, people call it, like, you know, like, when shine came, like, he, one of my friends, he, they called it, like, an, in prison, and he had this, like, powerful moment, and this, this, this powerful moment has gone around and around, but the key is not just about the powerful beginning, this, this, uh, I don't even know the no word, maybe someone can post it underneath, yeah, but someone just said, there's only a moon and a shem, that's the truth. So you have this clarity of that. Like for me, it was so clear when I first, I remember sitting in front of a very famous rabbi and he was trying to persuade, persuade me from epiphany. That's the word, epiphany. He was trying to persuade me from not to go to yeshiva. Like just stay in London, carry on your life there, slowly, slowly. But I was at a point, I was like flying at a whole different level. I was looking at this guy and I was seeing Hashem. I was seeing spirituality talking to me. The world was opening up 
all its opportunities. I felt like the, the Mashiach, the Gula was coming. And I was sitting in London working in a, in a warehouse at that time <coughs> for, for my father's company. And it was just unbelievable to think like I could go from that place and suddenly I'm going to go back to Eretz Israel, to Jerusalem, and I'm going to experience this light of revelation. That was the vision I was having. It was so profound and clear. It was just before the year 2000. We're already now 20 years later, 2020. And everyone was talking about the world awakening, the changes about to take place, with, and already with globalization with the internet. And everyone was very excited, you know, like, what, what's going to be? And it was so obvious to me personally, like, God was communicating to me and taking me on this journey. And everything that I was thinking and feeling was being revealed more and more through the learning I was doing. So the Torah was alive, just like Yaakov was alive when this week's past, he's giving life to the Jewish people. This is the kind of like Judaism I was like, wow. <coughs> but then what happens? You come, you do tshuva, you know, you slowly transform yourself. Externally, it's very easy to come by, do a lot of external changes. But then there's all like your paraphernalia, like uh, Moshe Weinberger was saying in his class recently, like, you, you know, you get the breast of kit or whatever it is, whatever group you join. Like I was in mainstream yeshiva, like Osamech, but you join this yeshiva and you get the kit, you know, the hat and the this and the, all the different books. And like suddenly, you know, you're doing all the movements. It's all very external. But the point is, once this revelation has happened, you have what's called a cutness, like it's a cutness shaney <coughs> where you're no longer in such a revelation. You, you're not the Katniss region, like you, you now have experienced what it's like to be connected to Hashem, but now you're having a Katniss Shani where you don't feel so connected. Suddenly you look around and it feels like, wait a minute, if I just joined this cult, like all these guys shaking around and, and these women and they're so dressed up and I don't know, like you start freaking out a little bit, <coughs> or like me, you get married and Baruch Hashem and you know, you conform and you do everything right, and you, you would do what's called precious, you separate from the world, had no internet and no connection to anything, and you're just pure, you throw out all your non-Jewish music and purify your heart just for the Abishta, for his Siddiquim, for the light of Hashem. And then suddenly you realize what is most common, and it's very common, and it's a very common reality now talked about in the work world and all different places, the idea of burnout. You burn out, God forbid. A person can burn out. And that initial inspiration doesn't feel so close. It's a memory somewhere in your mind. Like me personally, I have on my screensaver on my WhatsApp and my phone is like that memory when I first walked into the old city, my backpack and, you know, my, my earrings and, you know, my, my muscle showing and the whole thing and the vibe and the big couple. And I was like, wow, the beginning, you know, of Judaism walking in the old city and everything was talking to me and I was singing Bob Marley and, you know, Mashiach's coming. And, and I had that image just to remind me of that moment which I do think is a good idea, to just to have a few reminders of those initial moments. But even with that, you're burning out. What are you going to do about it? Because you're not feeling that light like you did. So you go learn, you, you, you connect to Sadiq, you go speak to righteous people, and you start developing a relationship with Hashem in a more real way. And what happens slowly, slowly, after a lot of hard work, if you, and commitment and perseverance, and once again, we said, being real, vulnerable, you realize you're going to have to do tshuva on the tshuva. This is Rabbi Nachman's tremendous... It's uh, advice that we all need. I'm doing tshuva on tshuva. That I did tshuva, but I have to do tshuva on the tshuva. And that's a constant process. <coughs> because was it real enough? Did it combine my past? Did it combine what I'm into? Did it use all my talents and cultures and my being? Does it include my soulmate and the people I'm friends and family with? Does it have a complete, organic, wholesome, unified picture? And that is the goal of tshuva 
and that's the cut the godless shani that we should then come to a real acquisition of this tshuva and that's shogavim that's the time we're going into it's like in the winter it's a colder times a bit more like we're a bit more inclined to be a bit more you know small-minded but what do we do we do tshuva on the fact that this time of year where it's like a regular tuesday and a regular day and it's a bit dark and miserable outside <coughs> and we bring chiyas we bring energy we bring tshuva we bring repentance into our life we hear what's going on in the news the anti-semitism <coughs> and the current issues <coughs> excuse me <coughs> and we're not feeling so well and what do we do we do tshuva on the tshuva in that state when it's not like all glamour and glitz you know, like just happened in the Globes and, you know, they got a Musa on their heads this week. Ben Shapiro was picking up on it and I was like, whoa. So I was actually speaking to a yeshiva this Shabbos. I had a Shabbaton with Nissan Black. And that was the, the picture you see on the YouTube video and I posted that we were together with this beautiful yeshiva, Reshit. It was a very powerful Shabbaton. And we spoke about being real and, and tshuva and Amunah Peshutah and Nissan Black had his concept of not forgetting like what you're here for, your special unique role in history and, and this idea of being real with the world, where it's gone with whole, all lives matter and a lot of current issues were brought up and Ben Shapiro also was brought up. And why did we bring him up? Because, you know, he's a, you know, a voice nowadays. I'm not saying that, you know, he's going exactly as the teachings of Ravorish I and mean, he has his path, but he did one this week quote about the Seema Shas and how unbelievable it was and it was unbelievable. We mentioned it last week. It was just an amazing event. And he also spoke about uh, the concept of how the media, the world, is just like missing the point, like completely. And that is the lack of realness. This is like so obvious. When you hear him speaking, what you're hearing, it's just like almost like you want to cry. How misinformed is everybody? Like at least say the facts, at least say the truth. I'm not saying his view is the, 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 the ultimate truth and everyone should vote the way he is and everything else. I'm not talking politically. I'm talking just about the exposure of lack of truth. And that is very, very important on a daily level to constantly not get confused by the media and to not get confused by all these things going on around and around and to do tshuva on the tshuva. My point to these boys was all of them have power to be like a bench broker because they're in that world, uh, the more modern orthodox world or whatever it's called, where basically in America, where Ben Shapiro is like a role model. You know, if I start talking about Rav Orosh, maybe he's not as relatable to them, even though I did speak about him, and Nissan Black is a student of Rav Orosh. But to make it relatable, to make it real for people, you have to talk about things once again. And that is an example for me to tshuva on the tshuva. Because I'm taking the fact, for example, I spoke about Star Wars. You know, there's a new Star Wars movie. I spoke about the new Star Wars movie, one, because Ben Shapiro did, but also because... I was knowing that these guys are thinking about, like they want to go to the film or, you know, there's, there's an interest, you know, and we have to be interesting. We have to be real. We have to be up to date. We have to know what's doing. And that's part of our tshuva and tshuva. It doesn't mean we're going to now become obsessed with whatever Star Wars world there is. We're not going to get caught up in that. It's dimyoni. It's imagination. We're going to draw out those points of truth that we all related to as a kid. If you grew up with Star Wars, that's like I did. The idea of the force, the idea of journeying towards spirituality, the idea of fighting the darkness inside and outside. And, and this whole thing, like there's, there's so many points that are relatable, that are spiritual, that we can take and do tshuva on. That's the point that you're taking your life and all your experiences and you're reminding, and this is a very deep teaching from the Baal Shem Tov, 
and Rabbi Nachman for sure brings it out, is to remind yourself that there was a Shem in every single experience, and that Hashem was teaching you how to come close to Him and build that relationship that we've talked about so many times before. And that really is the goal of this class, to have that build that relationship, and that's what we're doing together. So Amuna is our future, tshuva on, on the tshuva will require all of us to constantly take a real look at ourselves and our past and everything we've gone through and to really sincerely turn it back to Hashem, to return all those experiences and talk it out with Hashem like we talk from Rav Oresh all the time. And what I would really love, once again, is to build this Amuna tour. We have Yonatan Galed and we have Rav um, Elgrod and we have Rav Oresh and we have all the different other classes, myself and, and the daily and everything going on on our sites, I'd like you guys to bring it live to your locations in South Africa, in London, in LA, we didn't get to LA yet, to get to Atlanta, all these places you guys are listening, share these, these words, share the concepts, share the Amunatur, send me emails, give me feedback if you want me to talk about something else, I'm happy to do so, but this is the Zman of Tshuva, this is the time where we can all really return and that will bring the whole world to a truer understanding of their relationship with God and, and a real long-lasting tuba that's forever, that really has a key. It, it makes sense of everything, of your marriage, of your business, of your work, your skills, your talents, your personality, your unique purpose of what you're in the world for. And that was one of the biggest goals of Breslov, is to remind everyone, what am I here for? What am I doing? Constantly ask yourself the truth, to ask these true big questions. And once again, like we see, Everybody right now is learning Gemara Brochus. Everyone is connecting into this big Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elochein, Hashem Echad, this oneness of Hashem. And to remind yourself, if, if Hashem, truly, if you truly understand it and internalize it, you're learning in the Gemara about the Shema night and day and how important it is as part of our Torah. That's the beginning of Shas taking on that unification in your day and in your night. And I spoke about it with my friends and I'm learning it with my son. And it should be so part of our being that that oneness should make a reality where we see the true unification of the world into positivity and oneness and godliness and love and care and all the good things that we want this world to be. It should manifest the core of Mamish Omein. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to see your Amun is our future posting and sharing. Thank you.